Patricia Gilbert heard the commotion before she'd even turned her car off from Rugby Road. The high-pitched sounds combined with the repetitive motion of her windshield wipers. Whatever was going on, it had already escalated to an intense pitch. Patricia knew it wasn't unusual for a group of the Duncan students to be vocal and noisy, even at 7.30 in the morning. Her experience had shown that teenagers had zero reverence for time and place. They were always loud. Four blocks from the high school, there were at least three dozen students clustered in a circle, most of them black. Their screams of excitement were not like fooling around, but contained sudden bursts of reaction, cheers, grunts, shrieks, raucous laughing. There was a fight in progress. Patricia peered through her red-framed glasses and proceeded slowly down the tree-lined street with its old wood-framed homes. It was raining lightly, and the neighborhood seemed eerily deserted of residents, but infested with the riotous energy of adolescence. They filled part of the sidewalk and spilled carelessly out in front of her car. She tried to keep parallel to the action, but it was shifting and swaying on the sidewalk, the circle of onlookers moving in unison to keep up. Patricia pulled her car over, stopped, and shifted into park. She quickly opened the door and stepped out. The rain was just heavy enough to be inconvenient, dampening her hair and clothing and fogging her glasses. She walked around the hood of the car and tried to penetrate the thick bunching of bodies. What's going on here? she shouted. Only one or two of the students even bothered to look her way. Let me through! Patricia insisted. When the kids recognized her, they reluctantly allowed her space. Still, she was jostled and bumped. It's Miss Gilbert, was whispered through the gathering. So what? A male voice responded with scathing indifference. Patricia forced her way to the center and found two young boys squared off in a struggle, fists and feet flying. She knew one of the boys, Camille Johnson, a sophomore, he was bright, but precocious and troubled. He had transferred to Duncan in his freshman year from a school in which he would have been forever lost, but his maturing progress had so far been slow. He still resorted to bullying and fights when he got angry or wanted attention. The surrounding audience of classmates had already chosen a side to root for, and their preference became clear when Camille grabbed the front of the hooded sweat cardigan worn by the other boy. Camille swung vigorously, flinging his opponent to the ground. A cheer went up. Get him! Get him! Kick his ass! Oreo nigger! For a second, Patricia stood mesmerized. Her progress had been impeded by bigger students who refused to give way. She tried to see over their shoulders or past their arms. Her rain-speckled glasses hampered her vision. The physical intensity of the two boys' battle seemed surreal, an unexpected explosion in an otherwise peaceful landscape. They were trying to hurt one another, and Patricia wondered, as her stomach nodded, if either of the boys had weapons. Stop it! she shouted. I said stop it! When the fight continued, Patricia backed away and retreated quickly to her car. She leaned inside and pressed the car horn several times. The sharp noise began to have the desired effect. Slowly, the cluster broke, and a handful of students began heading toward the school building. They were disinterested now that the fight was ending. Patricia leaned on the horn and kept the pressure on for an ear-splitting ten seconds. She stopped and hurried back to the fight. Cut it out, Camille! Camille paid her no mind, 
until Eric Patton, a grade higher and two years older and taller than Camille, suddenly planted his body right in front of him. Hey, back it up! Eric instructed in such a booming authoritative tone that even Patricia watched to see if Camille would obey. He did. Motherfucker gonna be toast, Camille threatened, glaring at his opponent. You the one with the burn-ass nigger, Eric scoffed. Everyone laughed, but the fight was over and the crowd began drifting away. Don't be tripping on me, man. This ain't none of your business. Patricia gave a brief glance to the other boy, on his knees and starting to stand up. Well, it's my business, she said to Camille. This ain't school, he said impertinently to Patricia. Camille muttered to himself as he straightened his sweater and jacket, readjusted his cap. Nothing better be tore, else I'll have to fuck you up, he said, gesturing with a threatening point of his hand.